Welcome to the podcast. I'm Brian. And I'm Walls. <gasps> Yay, Walls is back! Yay! And Yay! this is the Happy Harvest Horror Show, where we get together and talk about all our favorite things in spooky culture. And today we've got a fan favorite, a personal favorite, just a favorite favorite. <laughs> but we'll get into that in a second. Walls, welcome back! Thank you so much for having me. It's great to have you back. Walls was on our episode for the 1% Horror. We heard a lot read in about that one. Really liked that one. Listen, I love that one. So We're all hungry to eat the rich. Ain't that just the way? <laughs> that's just the way. But today, we've got something that's a little more fun, family-friendly than- What do you uh, mean? Dismantling Than Parasite? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Today, we are talking about Disney's The Haunted Mansion attraction. Yes. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. <laughs> You're your own hype man for this I one. I love this freaking ride. Uh, and so do many other people. Uh, before we get into that, though, you know the spiel. Right. Walsey, how spooky was your week? Well, Brian, I spent most of it with you, so I'd say pretty spooky. We went to Disney World, mm-hmm. which is really not a thing that I thought I would say at any point in this year given the way everything is in the world. Fact. We are vaccinated, we wore masks, and we went to Disney World. And we went on the Haunted Mansion ride three times, folks. Not once, not twice, over three times. Some would say it wasn't enough. But we got it at each time of day. Honestly, I would be one of those people. I would have done it a fourth time. I would too. If they we were just, allowed. Yeah, I mean, like, the park was literally closing. So <laughs> It's true. But it was cool doing, uh, getting it early in the day. It was really hot. And we, we so did hot. the, we did, that wasn't cool. The line wasn't cool. But what is cool is well, some uh, quarantine perks, you know, of the world mm-hmm. is that uh, there's no fast pass really allowed to the general public. Very limited. World. It's very yeah. limited. So the line moves, mm-hmm. you know. You don't got uh, people cutting in front by paying a lot of money. I guess this is another 1% horror episode. (laughs) It is. And you did have people cutting in front by paying a lot of money because, as we learned, there is a very, very exclusive club as part of Disney called Club 133? 33? Or Club 33? Yeah, something like that. Where you pay... $32,000 in your first year between initiation and dues. And then every year after that, you pay $12,000 recurring. And you have to be invited to. No, you have to apply. You have to be fly, but then accepted, right? You have to. Sure, but it's not an invite. Anyone can apply. You just have to have (laughs) $32,000 ready to drop so that you can ride rides faster than other people. We were crunching the numbers in line. Like how, is it worth it? If you are someone that, you know, did this every day of the year, you know, is it worth it? I just work there at that point. Get the, get that, them to pay you that, that much. Right. Get the free park admission, you know, with the oh, job. Man. Oh, man. Yeah, gnarly. So that that was – I mean, what isn't about 1% wealth at this point? Um, But I will say that it was so hot on that wait, and it was the first thing we did. And it – I mean, just like fully drenched, sweating. But that made entering the mansion – 
with that sweet, sweet AC. Oh, so good. So much more wonderful. And I, I mean, I really could not wait to be there. And I am not sure I have ever ridden the ride. If I did, it was before the year 2000. So I didn't have a memory of it. My dad is pretty sure that he took either my brothers or me on it at some point. Mm-hmm. But it was basically like a brand new experience for me, which is really fun. That's really fun. It was fun to be there for you, the new experience too. And then we went back two more times to get it. We did. An even fuller first experience, you know. <laughs> I really just have to make sure that that first time is the one you remember. <laughs> exactly. So we went three times. Oh, man. So, that, yeah, that's uh, that counts. I think that's uh, that's a great spooky thing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Was there anything else that was spooky? I mean, we did get to do both of the Star Wars rides. They're not exactly spooky, but they're, in, they're, spooky. In, they're friends maybe with spooky. But listen, it's, it's rad. It's so cool. The rides, if you can get, you know, into that park and ride these rides, so fun. So cool. So impressive. I'm just trying to think if there was anything else this week. I think it was mainly the ride and then watching the 2003 film with you, starring Eddie Murphy. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And we'll talk about that a little later when we get into adaptations. Yeah. Yeah, so my week, like, not too spooky. Outside of uh, managing my brother's house uh, renovation stuff that's happening and, like, nothing arriving on time and Mm. the will they, Mm -hmm. won't they send me an email. That was pretty spooky. Real life spookies. Real life spookies. Yeah, Brian. How about you? How spooky was your week? With or without me? We we were together for this whole, (laughs) you know, this whole time. So this, this, a lot of the overlap- I was with you for each of the Haunted Mansions, but mm. our paths did diverge as you mm-hmm. went to ride Star Wars more. I went to go also ride Hollywood's Tower of Terror. This is true. Um, big fan of that, too. Twilight Zone Tower of Terror at Hollywood Studios and Disney World. Oh, my gosh. Only did it once because mm-hmm. it's uh, it was a long line. And it was really hot. God, it was so hot was that so day. Hot. Felt like 109, right? It was mm-hmm. the feels like that day. Mm-hmm. We were dying. Pale Brian here was uh, hurting. If I could offer one piece of advice as a Florida native to people considering visiting the magic of Orlando, the singular thing I would mention would be do not come between the months of May and September. I know you're off for school and it makes come sense. any other time actually the best time to go is between thanksgiving and christmas sort of the first week of december is usually much better for population but guess what if we've learned anything in the last 18 months it's that (laughs) make a plan and god laughs (laughs) no kidding for real for real so we went at the end of july and that was fun that was rad loved hollywood tower i think we're probably gonna do my skin looks amazing all of that sweating was very good for my outer organ it wasn't good for the back of my knees that was spooky real sun i i got sunburnt on the back of my knees you know that that place that really doesn't see the sun ever <laughs> that's right the only place i got burnt is <laughs> there um so we did hollywood tower of terror i think we i would like to do an episode on twilight zone tower of terror maybe mm-hmm. couple it with just like a twilight zone rod sterling maybe thing absolutely but i had a lot of fun and i was you know i had the thought while i was on the ride because there were some you know little teenage shits that are also in the line and making fun of the rod sterling and you know video and everything and i'm like you don't even know you don't even know 
how much of your entertainment is because of this man. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah you really got on that horse. And you said, get I high. didn't say that. I was in the corner of the room just like seething. Just, you know? <laughs> Brian, you didn't confront strangers? No, no. This, this is the last thing. Um, sadly, I can do. But uh, in addition to that, we also uh, were together. We went to the sci-fi dine-in theater, which was so oh, cool. Yeah. And we had lunch. Is also Hollywood Studios. You just you sit in little convertibles at like a drive-in theater indoors and watching old monster movie trailers. God, it was so fun. I I loved that. That was rad. It was like an old fifties drive-in diner. Yeah, and like hot tip if you're a sensitive little freak like me it's so quiet in there because people feel like they're at a movie theater so everybody gets quieter than they would at any other dining establishment great place to go on a hot afternoon and just relax sit down watch just trailers for attack of the hundred foot woman and and you know (laughs) the other movies like that the blob things like that and more and more coming attractions uh so yeah i guess that's uh that was our spooky we had a good time you know, which it's been it's been a year. And it's been half. a year, and we finally uh, we were vaxxed. Oh we, yeah, we're leaving Florida soon, so we we did Disney World real quick, and we had a lot of fun. But now let's get into our our really fun topic. But first, I want to thank our wonderful coven of supporters. Thank you all so much for joining us every you know episode and and donating to keep us going because it really does keep us going um this has been a fun project over the last year and we're excited we're going into the spooky season you know we give you a lot of cool fun content and especially i want to thank jenny julia jody connor keith erica jody wendy morgan sarah michelle jennifer and aaron thank you all so much for giving and just heads up if you didn't already know if you support the show at any tier you can join our Happy Harvest Horror Show book club for this month. We are reading the Final, Final Girl, Girl Support, Support group. group. Yeah. Are you going to read it too? Definitely. I know you were interested. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's going to be fun. I'm really excited. Uh, and we're going to be meeting on August 25th to discuss. So you still got time. Still got time to get that book and join the club. And if you'd like to join the club, just support at any tier. Could even be 99 cents. And then send us an email and say, hey, get me in that book club. And we'll get you in there. Hey! <laughs> yeah, like that. Get me in the book club, okay? <laughs> or I'll beat you up. Yeah. Threats are welcome. <laughs> um, also, we are on YouTube, Happy Harvest Horror Show. If you'd like any topics that you would love discussed, you can email us at happyharvesthorrorshow at gmail.com. Uh, a lot of our episodes have already been because of suggestions. And finally, we are also on Twitch, twitch.tv slash happyharvest every Tuesday and Thursday playing spooky games. We'd love to see you there. It's always a fun, fun group of people there. Uh, so join in. Yeah, I've got to say, if you are sort of like, what is Twitch? I don't know anything about this. Then hi, I was you a month ago. Um, you literally just type the website into your browser. You don't have to download an app. You don't even have to sign up if you don't want to. If you do sign up, you can join the chat and you can also become a subscriber. And all of that really helps Brian and Corey and the show. So you should do that. But you don't have to. No one will be mad at you. No one. Um, Not even me. And yeah, I'm just really proud of you. You've been doing it twice a week. Like it's a lot of time and it's a lot of energy to sort of really like be on and Mm -hmm. be playing a new game at the same time. Well, thank you. 
It's nice of you. Mm, yeah. It's a lot of fun. It helps when it's fun. You know what I mean? It does. And, and it also helps like when you're getting to do it with people. So if you've sort of been, this is for the listeners, if you've been considering it or hesitant, like just pop in and you can watch for 20 minutes or you can stay for the whole night. Like it's usually a fun group. Yeah. Well, thank you. And, and Brian's so cute. It's true. Confirmed. <laughs> Confirmed. I am cute. You looked in the mirror and you said, yeah, that's correct. Hmm. Yep look pretty cute all right well thank you all so much again uh for supporting and now let's get into our very fun topic but let's take a quick break so we'll mm. gather our thoughts get a sip of water and then we're gonna talk the haunted mansion yeah people have to gather their ghosts mm-hmm. all 999 of them when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply we're back there's room for one more (laughs) (laughs) we're talking disney's the haunted mansion ride how should we start let's start with history let's let's give a little background because there is uh uh some great documentaries on the disney plus app that gave us a lot of info that we're gonna kind of pick apart pick out and um talk we're, about on the we're show. just gonna regurgitate it for you we're just gonna burp it out you no know, like nuance a mama bird here you go <laughs> <laughs> but uh the show is called behind the attraction on disney plus they do a bunch of different rides haunted mansion was one of them and there's another one what was it i think it was the imagineering documentary that's what it was mm-hmm. the, the imagineer story they also kind of went into some of this a bit both are very cool, very fun little documentaries about like the history of how this stuff all came to be, which I think is really fascinating. But let's talk about Haunted Mansion. Opened up in 1969 in Disneyland. Mm-hmm. What a year, you know? Made it to the moon nice. and Haunted Mansion came out. And it's 69. Nice. nice. <laughs> Made in 1969. A little background before we even get to the opening. Disneyland opened in 1955. It was always part of Walt Disney's vision to have a haunted mansion attraction Mm -hmm. because, quote, people like to be scared, is what he said. But it was stuck in kind of limbo for years for multiple of reasons. One being they couldn't agree on a direction or... Should it be scary? Should it be fun? Exactly. Which we'll find out in the end. It's both. And that's why it's so great. But let's let's go back. Let's go... it was originally conceived as a walking attraction, which I didn't know that, that people were going to yeah. walk through and they would have a tour guide. More like and a museum. Exactly, exactly. And so in the early stages, John Hench, which is a, an Imagineer, he started making sketches of like, you know, what we could experience, little mm-hmm. cartoons. And they were all friendly ghosts. Well, you know, that's not very scary, but there's the argument that, like, we're still, you know, ghosts can be fun and friendly. And I love his comparison, his argument for that is that, like, ghosts 
are kind of like retired stage actors. They just love an audience. And I love that idea. And I think that really comes through in the end in the Why We oh, Love yeah. the Haunted Mansion. It's just a bunch of ghosts. that They're like, total hams. Exactly. 100%. So in addition to John Hench, another Disney Imagineer came on who was also a famed scary character designer in Disney. He was credited for like the Evil Queen in Snow White, made the villains in Pinocchio, etc., um, and he would create, he created the mock-up for the look of the mansion. And it was like a southern mansion with decay and, you know, shutters falling off and cobwebs. Um, like ready to be demoed. Ready. Like a haunted mansion. Uh, but this was the first objection Walt had, saying, no, 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 it's got to be clean. It's got to be look beautiful on the outside because it's got to fit with the rest of the Disneyland park, which is this like very talk about branding consistency, very nice. And so he, he would say, you know, on the outside, let us handle that. And inside you make it the ghost handle that, you know, Mm -hmm. Uh, which I think is fun. I never really thought about it that way, but yeah, it is so true. So we got Ken Anderson working on the mock-up for making the building. We had uh, John Hench making, bringing some friendly, friendly ghosts energy. We also had Yale Gacy, Gracie, uh, who was an Imagineer and a stage magician, and he brought in a lot of the magic tricks that really uh, make this mansion pop. For Some real. Of like, because everything's practical. It's all practical. It's all just stage magic with a lot of glass and mirrors. and It's all smoke and mirrors, you know? Yep. But it's And it's so simple, but it's... But it's also like on your first ride, we'll get to later the uh, talking different parts of the ride, but the um, ballroom scene coming through. Every time I see it, it's so simple, but it's also like, how do they do this? Like, it's, you know, Mm -hmm. um, magic. That's what it is. We also have your favorite. Rolly Crump. Rolly is how they pronounce it. It's spelled Rolly, but they all say it Rolly. Rolly Crump. He was an animator. And he had a very eccentric, colorful vibe. How would you describe it? How would you, you describe sound like a man from the seventies trying to say that his friend is gay? <laughs> he had a very eccentric vibe. <laughs> How would you describe Rolly Crump? I mean, uh, like art. a true artist. Like, like when you picture the stereotype for artist, who is also like manages to succeed in the box of Disney. I think Mm -hmm. that's him. I think like he was probably rebelling in many ways, but he had this container of Disney Mm -hmm. to keep the ideas from like leaving the planet. But he had this, he had this incredible mustache in the sixties and seventies and he's still alive Mm-hmm. He he's participates in the interviews, and he's just like I, I I would go to any party he invited me to. That's how I feel about him. That's probably how I still feel about him. Watching the documentary, he was interviewed a bunch, and he was just a sweet man. He looked like a sweet man. He was also I I don't know if it was in this, but he was I've I've seen people compare him to like Tim Burton before we had Tim Burton. That like he had a very specific style mm-hmm. in a way that like that was kind of weird and odd, mm-hmm. and then Tim Burton came around and made it like right, you know, yeah. Not to say that they are they look the same. I'm saying yeah, I think and how signature it is. Well, similarly, he also did the like first building for the It's a Small World ride, mm-hmm. yeah, and that's a completely different artistic style. So that's where I think he's a little bit of a chameleon. 
Um, in kind terms of disappears of into it. His art, yeah. I, he's just really fun. I love him. I think he's great. Um, and listen, I hope that he is like as wonderful as he was in this documentary. I have no idea. You know? <laughs> we got a very narrow view of him, exactly. and we loved that narrow view. So, that hallway was great. You know, a beautiful little parlor room. Yeah. But he was also a big reason, also a big supporter, if you will, of making things scary in the Haunted Mansion. Uh, he, when- Oh, yeah, he collected weird, creepy art objects from all over the world because he wanted to create this like spooky little museum. Yeah, he brought it to one of the design meetings, um, and nobody else really liked it. And so they kind of hid this stuff from Walt Disney during the design meeting, and Walt looked at it. And he's uh, like, what's in the back row? <laughs> I was like, oh, that's just Rolly stuff. And he shows him. And apparently uh, Walt was so affected by it. But he's like, we're, I know what we're going to do with this stuff. You're going to have your own museum of the weird. And that was all going to happen. And I, I, I wish that did happen. I know. Right? That's yeah. the saddest part of that documentary is we never got a Rolly Gr- Crump museum of the weird. Because as we'll now get into, Walt Disney passed before the Haunted Mansion would be finished, which was sad. It was very sad. It was his idea from the Canada. You know, he needed a haunted mansion, but they kept going back and forth over would it be spooky? Would it be scary? Things got pushed back because of Disney's involvement in the New York World's Fair um, in the 60s and also the Pirates of the Caribbean ride mm-hmm. that took precedence because that was that was easier. What's well, a Pirates of the Caribbean a, ride? Right. That, <laughs> again, had like this a smaller box with real structure because then you know how to succeed because it all fits in this one spot. But when you're right. going, should the tone be this? Should the tone be that? It's much harder to come to a conclusion. It was. I'll also and- say it's impressive that there was a time where the World's Fair was bigger than Disney. Right. But it was also because of the World's Fair that we got a lot of the tricks in Disney. Because Good point. it was like a great big convention of artists, almost, you know? Mm-hmm. So getting back to on track, uh, getting the mansion underway. The mansion stood, it was the building was made, the facade was done, and it sat there for years as they were doing the World's Fair and the Pirates ride, which I really loved this uh, aspect of it um obviously it wasn't there as as a kid it was in the 60s but hearing stories in the documentary of kids that would go to disneyland and would just see Mm. this the haunted mansion on a hill Mm -hmm. and it wasn't open and Mm -hmm. they into like play into it walt's idea for the haunted mansion was was a a kind of retirement home for 999 happy ghosts right and so they put a sign on the fence saying like (laughs) accepting reservations you know for the (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> to join the haunted mansion, and I'm like, it's a, like that's to brilliant. move from hospice care to ghost to the haunted care, man. exactly. It's like so that I, I think that's brilliant. I think that uh, it added to this, this mystique and this hype of like, what is this? I can imagine being a kid and like going to Disneyland and going, oh, that that's the haunted mansion. It's not open, and they would mm-hmm. they would make their own urban legends of why it's not open. Oh, so and so died while making you know. Eventually, it finally did open. Um, in 1969. Nice. nice. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks to two artistic directors on it. There were two leads on it. It wasn't just one. Uh, we had Mark Davis, who is an animator that worked on the Pirates ride that specialized mm-hmm. in funny gags. And then you had Claude Coates, 
who was a designer, and he excelled in atmosphere and set design, and he wanted the mansion to be spooky and mysterious and, and the, the hair to stand up on the back of your neck mm-hmm. when you walk in. And so you got two leads on the project. One wants it to be goofy and funny, a lot of gags, and one wants it to be very scary. And Sounds like a recipe for disaster. But guess what, folks? Spoiler. It was amazing. Right. So this kind of budding of creative differences seems like it would be a problem, and it often is. Mm -hmm. (laughs) However, in this one instance, this beautiful harmony of goofy, funny, family, friendly, and also, like, horrifying, (laughs) you know, haunted mansion. Yeah, very atmospheric. Very atmospheric. Is a big reason why I think it's so popular still. Absolutely. That it's not too scary for kids to go. But, uh, you know, horror nuts like me were like, oh, I love this atmosphere so much. Well, and it makes you kind of like quiet down, too. You know, it's not exactly scary, scary, but it makes you focus a little differently than you would just for a comedy show. Yeah, I think I agree with that. So that's the history. And it's now open to Disneyland 1969, and it would open in 1971 in Disney World. And it, it was only two years apart, largely because when making it in Disneyland, they made doubles of everything because they knew it was going to A go. little faster production time there. It's pretty forward thinking. That's, you know, uh, I would no. love if Lowe's could do that with the crown molding. <laughs> Just make two of everything, please. And then it'd be ready for shipment. Nope. Yeah. Only one. No, it's fine. One available. <laughs> So the ride, the ride starts mm-hmm. as you walk into the mansion. You finally, you're out of the hot Florida, California mm-hmm. sun. You're in the mansion, and you go into uh, a drawing room mm-hmm. or just a waiting room, mm-hmm. and it is the stretching room where you stand. And up. spoilers ahead: if you have not been on this ride, we are going to talk about how they do it. So spoilers ahead, and each part of the ride too. That's what it is. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, so, yeah, the first room, you stand in the circular room. It's got all these paintings on the wall. And uh, your ghost host announcer chimes in. Welcome, foolish mortals. And he goes through and he has his little puns about death, you know, and like, you're never checking, you know. Um, and while you're in there, he the room starts to stretch vertically. And the paintings become longer and show more of the painting so at first they're like just normal nice portraits. portraits and then they as they start stretching the painting grows and you see more of the portrait and it becomes like a gag you know like they're all a, facing death exactly exactly you got like a a nice portrait of a woman but as it stretches at the bottom you see that she's sitting on a the tomb of her husband who that she killed you know mm-hmm. and that or like uh whoops <laughs> oops you know Things like that, fun gags. So it sets this like era. Oh, okay, we're just like fun, spooky fun, right? And then at the end of this stretching room, lightning, you know. The, the power goes out, lightning the, strikes. The power goes out, lightning strikes. As the ho- ghost host implies, there's no way out unless you choose my way. And it shows a hanging corpse, you know? Above you, directly uh, above you. Directly above you. So, like, I feel like it's 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 both. That's dark. That's, That's super really dark. dark. Like, yeah. Oh, I thought we were just getting spooky portraits, and now, no, we're actual. No. The first two times we wrote it, I looked at it, and I thought, that looks like a person hanging. That's too dark. There's no way that that's what it was. Like, I just couldn't really tell what it was, right? The third time, I had to accept the fact that that's what it was. That's exactly what it was. 
And then you go into another line because you're not even on the ride yet. This is the genius also of the mm-hmm. Haunted Mansion. It creates this show and this atmosphere and this like hype, you know, getting into the ride, this anticipation. And it's also just a genius way of crowd control, you know, of like getting people in there Absolutely. out of the sun. You know? I mean the the queue should be seventy five 50 to 75% as interesting as the ride. You still want the ride to be more interesting, but I think the magic of Disney is that they do work really hard to make their cues thematic and entertaining. Which has not always been the case. I feel like that has been a recent thing in the last 10 years, you know, of Mm. really making a push to be that way. Um, No more just rope lines, you know. Now you're, like, Mm -mm. actually walking through and seeing. It's immersive that way. It's immersive, yeah. And I think that's half the experience. And that's something that well, Haunted and that's, Mansion... I think, that. yeah, I think Haunted Mansion is, like, the standard for what everything should aim to hit. Because looking at all of the mill work in this fake place mm-hmm. is sensational. The wall coverings, the carpet, which gets so many feet trotting along it, mm-hmm. is all themed for this like gothic revival mansion it's so cool it's so cool and it's also uh took notes that's what my what my house to to look like someday your house my house yeah you can have a house too we'll both have houses (laughs) (laughs) right next to each other just like tim burton and elena bottom carter (laughs) or guillermo he just has his own bleak house he does did you and that's funny you mentioned Guillermo del Toro, he loves Haunted Mansion so much. He has a own, there's a bookcase that opens into a special Haunted Mansion room because he's got a, it's all, <sighs> it's got wallpaper and things because all just Incredible. dedicated to the Haunted Mansion. So yeah, that's that, uh, the first part. Now you're finally at the ride to the Doom Buggies. Mm-hmm. Doom Buggies. This is also kind of the genius of it, that it was supposed to be a walking attraction, but you can't like control where people look. You can't, mm-hmm. you know, that's the whole thing with horror movies. You've got to control you know what we're seeing exactly that's why things in stage are kind of hard so now you're in a doom buggy that like kind of cuts off your peripherals Mm -hmm. and just guides you through it will change it will turn around it will move it'll it'll point you where you got to look for the spooky thing to happen and as you're going through you're getting a lot of spooky vignettes right you start the, the ride it's all dark you see a piano playing by itself but then the shadow from the moon shows on the ground <laughs> that there's actually a ghost playing it mm. I, fuck, I love that so much you got like you walk by doors that are breathing you know you got mm. a long hallway without it's for your first you know trick with a floating candlestick at the end of the the mm-hmm. armor hallway super fun and then you get to the seance room mm-hmm. with madame leota which was face face captured by another disney imagineer leota tombs so cool that, that was a really exciting thing to learn in the documentary i think that, that was really fun also learning in the documentary that to get her face still enough for that ball <laughs> They had to like put her head in a no. They had to put her whole body in her a whole box. body and yeah, and so like she a, couldn't move a, a grip. So she like had to do this whole visual capture thing without moving at all. I thought that was really fun. But yeah, it, it's this Madame Leota. The trick is she's there's a, a crystal ball in the middle of a room, and it's floating, and it's got her head in the ball. And so you're like, how did this? How how is this decapitated head just like you know? saying these things in these chants and these who knows we'll never know 
Maybe we'll know in the next documentary. We'll see. They actually didn't go secrets. too much into how they made this one work. Uh-uh. They made the facial capture. No, they but... they talked about how what they want to do is get the head to float all around and Instead not of just let stationary us see. floating. Yeah. yeah. So they just talked about some aspirations. They talked more about the next room we're going to mm-hmm. get to, which is what we mentioned earlier, the ballroom scene. Where you mm-hmm. come you come through and you're up on a like a second floor and you're looking down into a ballroom and there's a bunch of ghosts dancing and dancing on the table. And having and, dinner. Yep. And there's an organist playing. Um, and they're all transparent, all the ghosts. It looks like there's actual ghosts just all around this place. It's and this very is the room. Impressive. This is the room that always gets me. Like, I know how they're doing it. It's a smoke and mirrors. They have glass over, and we're looking at the reflections of the glass, not actually ghosts, you know? We're not actually looking at ghosts. They're using Pepper's ghost technique, which you're free to Google. Based on a guy named Pepper. Pepper something. Isn't that delicious? (laughs) I love Pepper. Put it in Pepper Pots. Yeah. Anyway, the... (laughs) Ballroom scene, really rad, really cool. Then you go up into the attic. And this is this is interesting because Brian has a bone to pick about. Not even a bone to pick. I just remember going to Disneyland as a kid and experiencing the haunted mansion for the first time as a child. And I remember getting up into the attic. At Disneyland in California. Disneyland in California. And going through and there's a well. You're going through the spooky attic, and you see all these pictures, you know, around. There's a heartbeat going on that you hear, and then you find this mannequin wearing a you know, wedding, wedding dress, dress. A bridal dress, and there is a red heart beating underneath it, just a glowing red heart, and that just image it still sticks with me. It's still just kind of a haunting image of like, what was that? You know, like mm-hmm. the beating heart of this like bread wedding dress. It has been updated to now just be like a full-on projection on the wedding dress. So it's like a ghost, you know. But I, I just, I don't know. I think the the unexplained, like it's much more clear when you have a projection of a right. woman on the wedding dress of like, oh, it's very fun. There's like a whole story it, about she beheads her husbands. Love it. Yeah. It leaves less room for your imagination to decide what's scary about it. Exactly. Or as the glowing red heart, as a kid, I was like, that's scary because I don't understand really mm-hmm. what's happening. You know what I mean? But that's okay. But, yeah, right as it's getting scary like that, where you're going, oh, like, did this just get too real? Then we, we go. go to the party. The ghost cemetery. We go outside the mansion, and it's a giant cemetery, and hundreds of ghosts are partying. All to the song Grim Grinning Ghosts. Uh, which this is, is their Lollapalooza. This is their Lollapalooza. Uh, the music is in an earworm, uh, the song. it uh, Grim Grinning Ghosts come out to socialize. Yeah, it's it's a classic. Oh, let me Hit me with another Grim Grinning Ghost. <clears throat> Grim Grinning Ghosts come out to socialize. Yeah, it goes on. It goes on. Yeah, do the rest. No, I don't. I, I have the lyrics pulled up, but I'm not going to do it. What's really cool about this is so far, I think we've pretty much been on a level track for the doom buggies. But here you suddenly drop down a hill going backwards. And so mm-hmm. like what you've expected to happen with levels in this ride 
they're like, nope, we're breaking that. Here's something new, which is, I think, a very, very useful skill when you are trying to do horror storytelling. I agree. I agree with the subversion of what to expect. Yeah. The the song, Grim Grinning Ghosts, was penned by Xavier Atencio, who also wrote the music for Pirates of the Caribbean Ride. Yo ho, yo ho, a pirate's friend. Which is, he's an animator. He wasn't even a songwriter before really this. And he just made this, you know, we think about pirates in any medium, Mm -hmm. and people will go, yo ho, yo ho, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah, seminal. Seminal, right? Which really speaks to how influential Pirates of the Caribbean are to the, the whole pirate ship, you know, the ride. But we'll get into that later. It's all different thing. We're talking about Haunted Mansion. One ride at a time, people. And so we've done the cemetery. We've gone to the party. It's the end of a very late night. We're feeling close to death. And who do we happen upon, Brian? We got three hitchhiking ghosts. They need a lift. They need a ride home. They're and ghosts. So, what do we think? They can walk home? Nah, so they're, they're, they're hitching a ride. So we uh, now, as we're leaving, we pass through these big mirrors. And as you and your dune buggies looking into these mirrors, you see that transparent ghosts have joined your dune buggy. And they're fighting for your seat. So and they're yeah, fighting for you. Out. It's so fun. It's so fun. And then, and then you leave, and you've got a little ghost going, come back. We're dying, you know. Don't forget to bring your death certificate. Things like that. You do need your paperwork, yes. You do need your paperwork. This is important. And so, yeah, and that's the ride. And um, that is the ride. And now I would like to mention some news that I don't think Brian knows yet, which is that the Disneyland location went through a renovation over the last year. And when they reopened, they added a new secret entrance. What? I've heard you're supposed to say, I'd like to take the stairs. And they might guide you that way. I'm not sure oh, how shit. much you can say, like, I need to advocate for myself. Please let me go this way. <laughs> but it's certainly worth a shot. Okay. I'm going to go try this. If there's anyone in California that can verify this, let me know. I'd be a big fan because I, I need to know this information. Happy hours over show. That's awesome. I love that. I love that. Um, if that's true. Well, in this, I think ties into what's so cool about this attraction in particular. A, it's the only one that's in four or more parks of any ride. Mm-hmm. Um, but B, it's unique in each of these parks, in each of these locations, because the concept of ghosts and their history in each country varies so much that they had to adapt the rides accordingly. Which and, I love that. Oh my god. I it's mean so it's cool. like it's truly a custom experience, which is so neat. Like I don't want to see something replicated perfectly. That's so boring. I'd much rather see this new take on it that fits better for where it is. Yeah. Let's get into it. Let's talk about the yeah. other mansions because there's not just one. They're all different, right. like you said. Even even the two that are in the uh, States. United States bound. The Magic Kingdom one in Walt Disney World differs from Disneyland in that in Disneyland, it is set in the New Orleans Square part of the park. So it's a southern mansion. Mm -hmm. But in Disney World, it's set in Liberty Square. 
doesn't fit with the southern. So it's so got to be the eastern seaboard. Mm-hmm. So they went for an eastern Hudson River Dutch Gothic, which is just... Which I found out was very heavily based on one from Baltimore, Maryland, an actual mansion, the Shipley Lidecker House, oh, which was okay. first built in 1803 by a Mr. Shipley and then sold in the early 1900s to a Mr. Lidecker. And it was demolished two no. years before Disneyland's attraction opened and four years before. That's wild. But I think that's kind of cool because if, I mean, I'm devastated that it was demolished. Like, that makes me want Beautiful to mansion. die. Um, <laughs> ah, good. They have room for one more. But that they lost the one in Baltimore. Four years later, there's a very similar facade now in Orlando, Florida. Mm-hmm. Where you I would never that. see that style, so that's at all cool. right. And so, but other than that, they're largely the same ride because, as we talked about, it made doubles of everything. Yes, uh, and also culturally in the United States, ghosts don't have a huge spectrum of how we receive or understand them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. spooky house, spooky ghost. Right now, let's move. Let's get over, let's get over uh, further east. Than just Eastern. <laughs> than just Florida, yeah. <laughs> than just Florida. Tokyo Disneyland. Mm-hmm. Their haunted mansion is largely the same as Disney World. The facade is is completely lifted from Magic Kingdom, so it's the same sort of um, design. The only difference is its placement. There's no New Orleans Square. There's no mm-hmm. Liberty Square in Tokyo Disneyland. So it's set in Fantasyland, right next to Dumbo, and it's a small world. Which... Because like you would not see a house like that in Japan. No. So it is very it's fantastical. Yeah. You should we f- should we move back west for a second and go to Paris? Yeah, let's, yeah, let's go to let's go to Paris. We're in, on our haunted croissant. mansion tour. Would let's you like a café chaud au foie? What mm, kind of coffee do you oui. want, Haruko? <laughs> 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 well, yeah, okay. So the point that they make which I think is so great in the documentary is like we're in Paris, so like an old building you could not now build an old building and make us think anything about it was unique or interesting because we are surrounded yeah by the most incredible architectural history right right so they had to go the other way they had to go put it in frontier land in an old gold rush town so this is the one mansion in all the world that is the actual rundown decrepit decaying mansion um, and and they had to the wait until Walt was dead to get it approved. But God damn it, they got it. And put it in France. That yeah. was another. <laughs> um, but the mansion does look abandoned. Fun gold rush town. It's, uh, another twist is that the bride in the attic is more integral to the lore and story of this mansion. Mm-hmm. And that the bride is according to this mansion's story, is the daughter of the baron that owned the mansion, and they passed, and so she haunts the home, lamenting the loss of her family. Uh, it's also spookier. They've got, in the, you know, the cemetery and whatnot, they've got scary the animatronics. Catac- or on, on the ride, that they Sorry. have spookier. Yeah. yeah. They have yeah. spookier animatronics, that are more skeletons, more like actual... It takes a little more to scare the French. Because they got catacombs, like you said. Mm-hmm. They can walk around just real skulls. They're French. Because they're French. <laughs> yeah. 
All right, let's jet east again. We've got Hong Kong Disney, baby. All right. So how many ghosts are in this one? Well, is it run by a communist, censor-heavy government? Oh, shoot. You're right. So no ghosts allowed. Got it. No, okay, cool. Makes it kind of hard to make a haunted mansion, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> We're like one of those infomercials. Like, hey... <laughs> Wouldn't you like to try ghosts with your morning breakfast? Well, now you can. Can't. can't sorry. Whoops. Ha ha. Censorship is, is how we do it here. Well, here's, here's what's, I think, very interesting, is that China, like many societies, many countries, many lands, has had a very long-running relationship with ghosts throughout history like you know we see them in various religions we see them in cultures but because the government has such a heavy censorship policy you basically can't include them in anything their prohibition includes films that and i quote from a quote in a hollywood reporter article Nothing that promotes cults or superstition. It's just a, such a bummer. It's such a it's bummer. Like the only film I'm interested in, you know? <laughs> it's like all I want are cults. <laughs> what am I going to do? <laughs> superstition, yeah. It's like, uh-oh, people might catch on to what the tactics we've been using in our government. Rut-row. So, not allowed. Yeah. So not allowed. So as you were saying, instead, they had to pivot. Mm-hmm. Pivot. They had to pivot to Mystic Manor. That's what it's called, which is really cool. I'd love to do just like a jet setting around the world, visit all the haunted mansions. I think honestly, be so fun. yeah. I we we've just spent the last few minutes acting like we're really upset about this, but I don't think I think actually both of us are like great. Another version. Let's go see That's it. So good. That's so good. Um, Mystic Manor. Very fun. This one features a manor with a that is run by this. What was his name? Something Lord Mystic and his vast collection of artifacts. And we're told, and like, let's just also know that like artifacts are like things that colonizers go and steal from other lands. Yeah, and this is his collection. Great, right? Uh, And we're told not to touch, not to touch because. we know not the powers they have, but a mischievous monkey does. Albert the monkey, I think his name was. I don't remember anyway, his name. It basically, listen, if you have a monkey, like giving it any set of rules, I think is the last thing you want to be doing. It's literally Aladdin. It's, it's Aladdin, touch the lamp. Don't touch, touch the, the lamp. lamp. It's literally the my same. My artifacts, don't touch my artifacts. The monkey looks the same, too. It's an animated animatronic monkey. You know, Disney looks the same because it's disney and they can uh-huh. but this monkey touches the music box and so all this magic music dust brings all these objects to life <laughs> and it's spooky and you go around and the the soundtrack to this fun ride was actually done by danny elfman he did all the music for it brian um, have you heard of danny elfman i love Danny. i elfman. think you'd like his stuff I think all our listeners know who Danny Elfman is. Did the music for Nightmare Before Christmas. I did all the scores to all the basically most of Tim Burton's movies. He was in a band Oingo Boingo. Mm-hmm. Shout out to all my Oingo Boingo fans. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it might be just me. 
I remember listening. Well, he just had a new song come out. He had a new album. It was pretty cool. It was pretty angry. It was an angry, angsty album, but it's but it's pretty fun. Anyway, off of that. Um, so the Magic Dust, what's really cool about that is, like, technically, the creation of it sounds like it was pretty complicated and uh, a real achievement for the Imagineers to come up with. Cool. Because it, like, can run over anything. And I don't think you're sitting on, like, LED panels. So Mm-mm. how they do it is pretty cool. A lot of projections. Beauty of projections now. But it was cool the way they would do it. They would go over, like in Haunted Mansion, uh, OG Haunted Mansion, they would have pictures that in the flash of lightning would change to be a spooky version of the painting, you know? But in uh, from what I've seen in the documentary, that the magic dust would go over a painting and the painting would kind of come to life where, like, mm-hmm. it would be, like, uh, you know, a Pompeii, you know, painting and they're all, like, you know, having a dinner party and then the magic dust goes over it and then lava comes down and, like, takes it over. Mm-hmm. Uh, it looks... Looks pretty cool. I would, I would, I would definitely like to go. And that's those are those are your mansions. That's mm-hmm. your list. So when you make Big your travel houses, plans, baby, and when you make, make sure your you travel improve. plans between Thanksgiving and Christmas, if you go to Anaheim or Tokyo, you might get to see the Nightmare Before Christmas decorations that they put out at those locations. Because every year they redo the whole ride, put a whole skin on it for Nightmare Before Christmas to make it themed. I've never seen it during Nightmare Before Christmas. I'd love to. We're just talking about it before this episode. I'd like to do that. Yeah, so those are your haunted mansions. That's your walk through the ride. That's your history of the mansion. That's your list of all the other mansions in the world. Um, This is just our real estate portfolio. This is our (laughs) real estate. Yeah, I wish. We're looking for new investment properties. Now, this now brings us to us. And, Walls, this was your first time going. I think so. I may have been as a child, but it's the first time that I created memories that will last. What were were your personal thoughts? Just what was your take on the? Does it hold up to be all the fame to have five houses around the world? I'd say so. Yeah. I mean, a, a big thing that I like about it is that it's its own source material. You don't have to see a movie to appreciate it. Mm-hmm. And because it didn't have a movie to lean on, it has to do its own storytelling. Like when we, for comparison, we went on the newer Little Mermaid ride as well. And I thought the queue for that was awesome. The ride itself I found pretty disappointing. Mm-hmm. And it was because it was just static I mean, they they used animatronics, but there was no, I don't know, it sort of felt like there weren't any stakes. Mm. And it, it just, it really felt like I was just looking at some scenes mm-hmm. rather than an immersive experience. That's fair. And also, like, with Haunted Mansion, that feels more like the relationship that I love in plays of the audience with the performers, like you feed off of each other. Mm -hmm. So even though the ride is technically the same every time, there's no new performers coming out. It really does feel like there is this response tension feedback happening. That's much more exciting. I agree. So I loved it. I, I mean, I really could not get over the design I mean, I I run a vintage shop on Instagram, mm-hmm. and so I was like, 
yeah, this is all of the antique stores I want to visit. I want mm-hmm. that glass. I want that mirror. I want that candelabra. Like, that design is also, it's so timeless, and it looks so real. I mean, I'm sure some of it is plastic, but it was just so satisfying. Every detail. I would actually say that the Doom buggies, I found mm-hmm. a little bit disappointing in the beginning, because... Mm-hmm. You can just tell that they've had like 500 coats of black paint and, and slapped that's on it. them. Yeah. But they're the only thing that I think you're not really supposed to pay attention to on the ride. It's just your vehicle. And so, yeah. yeah so I, I sort of, I'm sort of okay with that. But if there was a way for that to have like a velvet seat or, mm. I mean, maybe you don't want that because that could get gross with so many uses. But they're Imagineers. Like, it's literally their Figure job. They could come Figure it out. Cool. So, yeah, that was the only thing where I was like, there could be more detail put on this, but I also see justification for doing it the way that they did do it intentionally. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. I fucking love it. I fucking love this ride. I think it was pretty formative for me getting to do it as a kid. Mm-hmm. You know, this and Nightmare Before Christmas. I'm like, okay, there is an entire, you know, subculture out there that I... Uh, I want to be a part of that. You know, that is uh, that is right up my alley of interest. And I think it's been it's done that for many. And it's so funny that I bring up those two things because every Halloween they come together. Night yeah. before Christmas, haunted mansion ride. Yeah, I love it. And uh, I'm not. We're not the only one that's been inspired by it. We talked about Guillermo del Toro. Huge fan of it. Um, okay, so I have to say this though. We did haunted mansion. A day or two later, I was like, it kind of reminded me of Crimson Peak. And you were like, yeah, I can see that. And then we were talking about how Guillermo del Toro wanted to make his own Haunted Mansion movie. And I was like, Mm -hmm. okay, cool. And then it was not until like an hour ago that I realized Guillermo del Toro directed Crimson Crimson Peak. Peak. (laughs) Yeah. So I just, I feel very proud of myself. And I feel very validated for being like, these things seem like they correlate. And the world is like, that's causation, baby. That's <laughs> uh, what else? We also have the part Guillermo del Toro I mentioned his bookcase opens up to his own little haunted mansion, um, Bleak House. Room. Yeah. So you need to, ex- I think we should explain Bleak House to people. Bleak House is haunted. It is just, it's, it's a, it's a house. It's a full sub- suburban home. That Del Toro owns, where he keeps his collection of spooky oddities, and because uh, he can't fit them all in his own home, and it's wonderful. And for a while, he would he basically had his collection out to tour in museums. I never got to see it, but Walls did get to see it. You got to see it in Toronto, right? I did get to see it in Toronto. And I would not have known what it was. I wouldn't have gone, gone, wouldn't have gone, wouldn't have gone if I was not dating you, an aficionado of the spooky. It was really fantastic. It was so, so cool to walk through. The curation was really neat. Like the the setup of it, all of the details of it. And yeah, it really increased my appreciation for the craftsmanship and the artistry that goes into all of the props and like skins, literal skins. <laughs> yeah. And the history of spooky stuff. 
So if it goes on tour again, I would absolutely check it out. I think it's, um, I'm not sure. I remember it was, I wanted it to go to New York and he said no, because he misses his stuff. Yeah. <laughs> like, I want it back yeah. in my home. Well, what which I'm thinking I is maybe he's had some time during the pandemic and he's like, I'm ready for you all to have it again. I would like that. Would you like would like it. that, Brian. You would like having your own bleak house that you could like let people come and tour. I would love out. that. I would love that. Come to my bleak house, please. Yeah. Uh, two what other else? things that it made yep. me think of, which I don't know if there was direct inspiration, but Casper the Friendly Ghost, the series, a premiere, or the comics, I think it was a comic strip first, but that began in 1945. But my intro to Casper, I think, as it was for many people of our age, was the movie starring Christina Ricci. Mm-hmm. I really feel like haunted homes are what started Christina Ricci's career. We've got Casper, <laughs> we've got the Adams family, <laughs> right? And we've got Now and Then, which has some great spooky content. But it, yeah, it really made me think of Casper the Friendly Ghost, and this... that is an amazing haunted mansion, right? Haunted house, right? That ride. Well, I've sorry, I've, I've said it on the show. That chair roller coaster segment, incredible. Exactly. Well, and that feels very doom buggy through Haunted Mansion. That same house was used for uh, the Backstreet's Back Everybody music video. You got to put that link in the show notes. Everybody. No one is ready for that. Yeah. So I'm sure that it has inspired many people, but those were the things that came to my mind. Well, it's gotten some adaptations, some movies. We got the, the actual one that happened. Yeah. The Eddie Murphy one. Which we rewatched. You first first time me rewatched. I think it was my second time seeing it. And it um, was about as forgettable as the first time I saw sadly it. Sadly it was, yeah. right? It's uh the set design's great. They really mm-hmm. capture the mansion. Mm-hmm. They really do. That's production design, amazing, wonderful. You you get all your Easter eggs in there. You get your you know, singing busts, you get your Madame Leota, you get your hitchhiking ghosts. Like mm-hmm. they're, they're all there. It's just there's it really feels like there's no stakes. There's no they st- they keep telling you that there are, but it doesn't feel it. It's also a strange it. comedy in that like it's all centered around like all the ghosts are trapped in this house and it's a curse that they have to be lifted to go to heaven and it it's just be like it's like It's the opposite no, of what works about the haunted mansion. The whole the haunted point. mansion 999 happy haunts. Right. You know, that's, that's where like, you want to go when you're dead. Exactly. It's a party. It's fun. It's like and in this food. case, they're trying to fix that, and we're like, There's we're not interested. Yeah. yeah. So it's strange. It's strange that a Disney, yeah. you know, from the same people that made it. So yeah, in that way, not a fan. Really forgettable. Mm-hmm. Del Toro, after this, this is 2003 Eddie Murphy movie. Uh, I, I remember in 2010, Guillermo Del Toro at a Comic-Con released a teaser with Ian McShane being the ghost host and saying, you know, welcome foolish mortals. And announcing that he was going to make his own darker take the the, the haunted mansion, but still be family friendly and fun, you know, like kind of like Pants Labyrinth. <laughs> it's a joke because it's really scary. So he yeah he released this teaser Comic Con Ian McShane, and uh, ten years go by, you don't hear anything about it. Yeah, ten long years, Walsey. Eleven. We get this, and then he it just disappears. But recently we got. Over the past year, mm-hmm. yeah, there's been news that Tiffany Haddish is going to star mm-hmm. with Lakeith Stanfield mm-hmm. in a 
directed by Justin Simeon, who did Dear White People, and is the showrunner for the new Lando show. Can't wait for Lando. And written by Katie, I don't know if it's Dippold or Dippold, I apologize, Katie, um, who wrote for Parks and Rec and The Heat, the Melissa McCarthy, Sandra Bullock Mm -hmm. buddy comedy, which was pretty fun. Um, She's going to write it. And I'm like, I am interested in seeing... We'll see what Beverage. it is. Yeah. It's going to be a completely different experience than if Del Toro was doing it, I think. I know. I know. But I I hope that it will also be a completely different experience than the 2003. <laughs> That's what I fear, is that it might not be. It might be I think it's going to be a little snarkier. I think, think it's so? going to be more adult, for sure. Okay. I'm all, I'm, I'm, I'm about it. I'm like, excited. I think it might be an R-rated comedy. From Disney? No. I mean, looking at this team, at least PG thirteen. I don't oh, think PG thirteen for sure. I feel like okay. they'll they'll push spooky as far as Pirates of the Caribbean. You know, spooky you can go, but yeah, they that's won't well. Go. That is a super dark movie. It's very dark, and the new Jungle Cruise. I heard it's very dark too. So I feel we'll like find out later tonight. This is so funny. This is just the pattern. We get like a good, which I've heard Jungle Cruise is good. So I've heard, you know, in Pirates of the Caribbean was good. So it was like one good attraction movie. They're like, all right, quickly get Haunted Mansion in there. Kind of a dud. Now we've got another Mm. dark adventure, Jungle Cruise. Quickly get Haunted Mansion in there. And I, I don't know. I've got a bad feeling about it as far as Star Wars, Mm -hmm. you know, quotes go. But as far um, as Star Wars quotes go, I got a bad feeling about it. Oh my God. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, we'll see, though. We'll see. I've got more confidence in... Uh, I just learned today, while on the Wikipedia, that there's going to be a Muppets Haunted Mansion on Disney+. Plus. Okay, I did see that. That sounds the write-up what I want. That's it, like that's what we need to complement their Christmas carol. 100%. Oh, my gosh. We need this. We've been waiting for it. And so I'm I'm hot. I'm, I'm stoked about that. I haven't seen any trailer or anything. Maybe I could, you know do a little more research but i was on the wikipedia and i saw that and i was like yes yes so yeah. we got a cool disney plus fall coming at we got hot hocus pocus 2 yes northwestern yeah. alum jen d'angelo penned Writing the script mm-hmm. go cats jen and we got the, the the original three coming back well, anyway this is uh this has been haunted mansion talk we're having fun this is a good ride we had a good time Walsey's uh, maybe first time but a much more memorable time because we can't remember the first time. Yeah. Well, I would have been under 10. Like, there's a lot from that time I don't remember. That's fair. I remember every waking moment. That's a lie. Don't tell lies on your <laughs> own show, Brian. This has been The Haunted Mansion as part of our Happy Harvest Horror Show. This itself has been The Haunted Mansion. This is. Did been... you have a good time? I had a great time. I guess to sign off, any closing notes or thoughts on the haunted mansion i think i'm very excited to see more of it coming into people's homes through design Mm -hmm. that i think we are getting more influenced specifically by british designers who have Mm -hmm. this history of like using patterns on their textiles and kind of like going overkill with wall coverings and it's very much in the maximalist right. design mode. And we've spent a bit of time with minimalism. And we hate it. Um, 
We hate There's it. There's a place for it, and it's just vacation. Has the bookcase of stuff behind me. We hate it. <laughs> <laughs> I I am someone who I think is newly becoming a maximalist. Woo. So yeah, I I am here for it. Like I I love the idea of collections and yes. artifacts to use Lord Mystic's terminology. Mm-hmm. Are often much more interesting and captivating when you get to see them in a collection format. Mm-hmm. So like one single beetle in a jar can kind of just look like extra clutter. Mm-hmm. But if you've got a dozen of them in this dedicated corner, it has like, it has a different effect on you. I think physically too. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that's very much the aesthetic of the haunted mansion. And like when you think, okay, it's always going to come back to the 1% wealth. <laughs> <laughs> this mansion exists and becomes decrepit because it's not somebody's daily home. It doesn't have to get sold when the people aren't using it anymore. It doesn't have the turnover that a regular home has. Mm-hmm. It's like the beast's castle. Like he's gonna be there till his dying day, and even then, he's gonna give it to the candlestick. Like <laughs> you're able to acquire so much stuff and so much dust because you never have to move. Yes, yes. And I think that was actually a big part of why maximalism was very challenging for me because i moved 15 times in the last decade so like i literally i could not acquire the stuff if i was gonna have to keep moving it physically that's fair that's fair and it's kind of fun to see yeah like what can just like be left to linger and like the fact that that mansion in baltimore was demolished i'm like a a two to three bedroom family home it's only going to be demolished to build something even bigger on top of it. But this is a case where you have, like, as big as it can get. But people didn't take care of it. And so they're like, all right, we just have to throw it away. And now there's condos there. Or something. I don't I know. Wonder, this I am curious what it is. If anybody what knows. Right there, there isn't there is an, what was it? The quote it was an Eastern Hudson River Dutch Gothic home. That's like something I want to find on my profile. I'm to put that on, on your like, profile. Yeah. Hi, I'm Brian, <laughs> and I would describe my dream home as Eastern Hudson River Dutch Gothic. Please. I like walks along the Eastern Hudson River, preferably near Dutch Gothics. <laughs> You're not far off. We're making jokes. That's exactly what you like. There's always truth in jokes, and there's a lot of truth in this joke. Anyway. This has been uh, the closing thoughts. I love Haunted Mansion. I always did. I think it's. I think it's wonderful. It, it going back as a you know twenty years later as an adult, just as fun. Mm-hmm. You know, a, able to articulate why I like it so much now, and it's fun. It's fun to have this episode. And now, uh, I hope you like it too. Hope uh, hope this holiday season you guys can uh, get out to your respective haunted mansions, Locale. whichever's closest. Yeah be it Anaheim or Tokyo Disneyland. I'd want to go to the Paris one. The Paris one sounds fun with the the old frontier ghost uh, gold rush town. Yeah, yeah that I'm one sounds fun. curious. I think it really so, got panned. Did it? Yeah. 
I think I think everyone in France kind of hates it. Just Disneyland in general, though. Right, but they, you know, they hate a lot of things. So they do hate a lot of things, but I <laughs> like a lot like of a things. lot of things. So I want to go. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Uh, well, Walsy, thank you for joining us. It's always great having you on this episode. Thanks and, uh, for having me. We'll have you on for another 1% horror adjacent Oh, topic. great. I will never <laughs> stop talking about it. Never um, should. If you do want to hear me keep talking about stuff, you yes, can listen please. to the podcast that I co-host. It comes out weekly on Wednesdays. It's called I Have a Question with Rachel and Walls. Rachel is one of my best friends from college, Northwestern, I'll watch Jen D'Angelo. And we do like a little check-in, kind of like Brian and Corey, except ours isn't usually, well, ours is often about scary stuff, but it's often world news scary stuff. And we ask each other something that we have never asked each other before. And then we give a recommendation for like a cultural experience or something to stream from the comfort of your bed or a new drink to try from Trader Joe's. I'm currently enjoying their sparkling elderflower and lemon drink right now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you can hear me there and you can see me on Instagram. You can shop some vintage glassware. I am running the biggest sale I've ever run. It's 30% off right now. So come on over my handle is Honeybell Vintage. That'll be in the show notes, I assume, Brian? Yeah, of course. Great. Yeah. And I'm going to be a guest on Roll Calling, another podcast. <gasps> that episode will come out on August 20th. And I can't tell you what we'll be discussing, but it will be a movie you've definitely heard of, you might not have seen, starring actors that you've definitely heard of and you definitely have seen that sounds really fun well go check it especially uh with rachel and wall's podcast it's very fun i'm a big fan of both of them uh they're good friends and it's really fun i love your hot wrecks of it's kind of like a fun check-in every week with good friends that's yeah it's like it's like getting a drink with your friends or riding on the train together yeah you know a capricorn and a leo can be friends folks so listen, go check her out. All right, everybody. What a uh, treat! What Thanks a treat. for having me. Of course, it's always great having you. We'll have you again sometime. And till then, everybody, walls included, please stay spooky. Look out! Something's going to get you tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Oh wait, that's one more thing. I told Brian that he was allowed to scare me once on the ride, and he didn't even do it. No, I'm holding. I'm saving that. I'm no, saving that we for have to years be on from the- now. <laughs> years from now. <laughs> when See you, you least there. expect it. All right, everybody. I'll catch you later. Bye. Bye.